the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 30 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nowatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm nine. I'm Leah, and I'm seven. And we took a week off, so we're back, um, because we were all super sick. Like laying in bed and shaking uncontrollably sick. Yeah, it was was uh, it was like it was like hibernation sickness, except That's hibernation I was sickness. I was mostly not blind. You have hibernation sickness, huh? Return of the Jedi. Hibernation. Hibernation. Han. Oh, coming oh, out of yeah. the carbonate. Yeah, yeah. So the special surprise that we had planned for episode 30, or the special show that we were going to do, um, we just didn't have time to to plan that out. Um, so that's not going to happen this time, but that's fine. Um, you know, maybe episode 40 will do it, and it'll be worth the wait, maybe. Probably. We'll yeah! see. We'll see. Let's hope we're not all super sick, and we have hyper sickness. Let's hope. Hibernation. Hibernation tickets. Whatever. Whatever. So, uh, let's talk about all the Star Wars-y stuff. We have two weeks of it, so we're not going to cover everything, but we'll we'll hit some of the highlights. Anna, when you were sick on Monday, last week, we uh, got into this conversation about how kind of different Rey is as a character from Padme and Leia. And how, like, you know, Padme and Leia are both awesome, but... And saying that Rey is, like, this really great character doesn't necessarily take away from Padme and Leia. And it's not like Padme's and Leia's fault, right? That, right. That, uh, you know, that they weren't um, maybe as, as like, full of a character as Rey is. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got talking about uh, Revenge of the Sith. Right? And about yeah. the scenes that were deleted from Revenge of the Sith. About Padme and... Yeah. She basically got together with a group of people, mm-hmm. and they called themselves, they call themselves, I forget what they call themselves, but... The Alliance to Restore the Republic, I believe. Yeah, like, right. and that kind of started the Rebel Alliance. Yeah. Yep, and so there was a whole plot there with Padme meeting with these people, including Bail Organa and... Yeah, Liam, it's- you and I watch it too. Including Bail Organa and Mon Mothma, uh, and... They were trying to bring the Republic, you know, make sure that the Republic didn't go the way of the Empire, and, well, it eventually did, so they failed. But then they started the the Rebellion. So, so yeah. And then uh, we were looking at the Revenge of the Sith DVD, and you saw another special feature, and mm-hmm. then we watched that documentary within a minute, I think is what it was called. That was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, so that takes a minute of Revenge of the Sith. It's uh, one of the... The lava uh, battle? Yeah, yeah, the lightsaber battle on Mustafar. And just shows everything that goes into making that one minute of movie. And it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, there you was liked that, huh? so much to see. What's some, what are some of the things that surprised you a lot? I don't like, know. That you never thought of? I just never thought that... 
how many costumes that one person has to have. Oh, yeah. And that this woman, she has, they were like 48, like, pairs of, like, just shirts alone and mm-hmm. Anakin's wardrobe. And, like, yeah. I was like, they have to make shirts for everyone. That must be a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, so Liam, to explain, so Anakin has his, you know, what he wears, right? But then if he, say, if lava falls on his on his jacket, right, and there's a hole there, well, now they have to basically, of course, there's not real lava that's falling on him, right? So they make a, another jacket with a hole there, okay? Why can't they just put a hole in that jacket? Because what if they need to go back and shoot that scene again with the old jacket? So they have to have a different outfit for every single different time something happens well, to his outfit. Well, sometimes they look like exactly the same. Except almost. for just some scratches or maybe one's like really dirty, scuffed up, and the other one's not or something. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. So really interesting. That that documentary was... I remember watching that the first time when I first got those those DVDs, and I was amazed. And I still was watching it again with you, Anna. It was a lot of fun. So, you know... There's not, there's some good parts about being sick. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and you watch it without Oh, I know, Liam. The injustice. Well, you got to actual, watch an actual Star Wars movie without me when you were sick. I just got to watch a documentary. <laughs> All right. Well, we're not going to keep score, so it's okay. And Liam, when you were sick on Thursday, because you came home sick too, uh, we watched the first episode of Clone Wars, right? With Yoda, the Yoda on Ragosa. Cute little right. Yoda. Yeah. That one's a really good episode. And then, yeah. I only have one shot left. Oh, right. Huh? <laughs> what the heck is that? Oh, it's... it's the rocket launcher. It's from the Clone Wars. What rocket launcher guy? One of the clones who had the rocket launcher, and he only had one shot left, and there were a bunch of droids, the droidicas, and how is he going to destroy them? And he um, blasts the cliff. Anyway, Liam okay. really liked that part, so he thought he thought creatively, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, also this this last week, Liam, you read the Star Wars original trilogy graphic novel. Which is just you out from... You already read the whole thing. Uh, uh, yeah. Wow, Liam, you're getting fast at reading. Should I take that as a compliment? Yes. I think I should. Yes, you should. <laughs> yes. Give me one of my books if you want. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not? All right. Well, anyway, um, so you read that, and I think we're going to do that for our review today. So maybe when it comes to the review, I'll just say, you know, I'll ask you some questions about it. We can talk about it. It'll be good. Uh, yeah, and what did we do? Let's see. This week we watched the D-Squad arc. Yeah, I Actually, like that Actually, that one took us a while because we didn't have a lot of time to watch the Clone Wars. But that's a four-episode Clone Wars arc with Gascon and the, uh, the droids. I um, oh, and also in one night we watched... The Darth Maul arc in one night. Oh, that's right. We watched all four of those Darth Maul and Death Watch episodes. Gregor's epic. Oh, you liked Gregor from Gregor's the Gregor's epic. Arc? Yeah, yeah, that's funny. You guys got to see Gregor now in the Clone Wars. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he's in Rebels. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. I wish we watched that before Rebels. Actually, I wish we did it. Yeah, you're glad you watched Rebels first? Okay, yeah. 
Because then you know he survives. Yay! Right? Because otherwise I would... I, I totally thought when I saw that when I was watching The Clone Wars that he died. But he didn't. So, that's fine. How fun. did he escape? Who knows? Maybe his armor was extra strong. But that, that Darth Maul arc... Uh, along with, I think, probably the Krell arc was the main reason why I waited a while to show you kids the Clone Wars. Because those are some dark, dark episodes. You know? I like yeah. what Those are... Don't, don't, we're not probably not going to be... Nah, yeah, we could spoil stuff. Clone um, Wars has been out for a long time. Baby. Actually, you know what? Let's not. Spoiler alert! I'm just alert. thinking... No, you know what? I'm just thinking of... Uh, I'm just thinking of some friends of ours who... Who I know haven't got there yet. Let's not spoil it. Okay? Yeah, and some people we know, some people that haven't got there yet. Yep. And also, there's probably way more people who haven't got there yeah. yet. Yeah, so we're not going to spoil them, but, but they're pretty dark. They're pretty serious episodes. Uh, you know, serious stuff happens, and uh, it, it still hasn't really been resolved. Um, you know, the story of Darth Maul is uh, continuing, so... We will see what happens with him. Speaking of darkness, we also watched Shroud of Darkness, the most recent Rebels episode. So we're not going to spoil that one either, but yes. let's have some thoughts about that episode. Great. Anna, you liked it a lot? I liked it. Yeah. Like, oh. Liam, did you like it? I liked the Zeb and Callus more, but yeah, I liked it. I yeah. really liked it. Yeah. A lot of people were saying that it was the best Rebels episode yet. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, I don't. And you know what? Honestly, I, I disagree really too. And I wonder why it. do all of us disagree with that? Because I saw a lot of people saying, like, you're going to love this one. This is the best one yet. And I don't know. I just, I mean, I liked it, but didn't really do that for me. I like the other one in the Jedi Temple. That one's like one of my favorite ones. Yeah, the Path of the Jedi? Yes. Yeah. That one's yeah. one of my favorite from, ones. From season ever. one, where Ezra has his yes. Force visions. And yeah. But I'd say my favorite one from season two is the Zeb and Callus one, the one before this one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really like that one too. Um, but I, I did like this one. Uh, it brought up a lot of interesting questions, I think. And it revealed something pretty pretty cool. But, mm -hmm. you know, it left me with this kind of kind of hollow feeling. I'm not sure. It wasn't really anticipation for, for the next episodes. Like, it, that's not what I was feeling. More like it didn't stand on its own. Like the episode was, was like a piece of a puzzle that taken alone, I liked it, but I didn't feel like it was a really good story. You know, it wasn't really a story. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's what it was for me. It didn't really have a story to it. It was more just kind of stuff that happens. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I liked it though. I don't mean to be negative about it. I did like it. It just, uh. I think I just because I didn't like it as much as other people I've seen on on Twitter and in the fandom and stuff. Uh, then I just feel like I need to justify it to myself why I didn't like it as much as them. Of course, I don't need to do that. It's fine, whatever. Uh, so I watched the Rebels Recon for Shroud of Darkness. I want to watch that. And one of the questions the the uh, the questions for Pablo section was about the the honorable ones. And it touched on something that we talked about in the Honorable Ones uh, Reaction Core that we did. Because uh, the question for Pablo was, why did they show no life signs if we know that at least that queen was alive? That was the question. <laughs> wow. And his answer was basically what I had 
speculated that she was deep, deep below the surface. Or at least that's where Vader found her in those comics. And killed her. No, no. But that doesn't matter because that, that happened after this anyway in Rebels. Oh. Um, Rebels happened before that Darth Vader comic. So she should have been on the planet. And he basically said, you know, she very well could have been, probably was, she was deep below. But he said, you know, there's a lot of story there. There's something, there's stories that happened on Geonosis in between the Honorable Ones and that Darth Vader comic that we will, we will eventually see. So that might explain some stuff, he said. I already saw so, oh, We haven't seen anything yet, but no. in between those two. No. 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 So, but he said we will. And Dan, I haven't read the Darth Vader. In Rebels? Oh, well, he did not say. Because, remember, Pablo Hidalgo is a member of the story group, so he knows about all the different stuff. Movies, TV, comics, books. So who knows how we're going to find out about it. But either way, I'm happy. Um, oh, he also said, or they also said, I can't remember who, who it was that said this. I think it was the writer of the episode. Um, da, blanking on his name. That's fine. Anyway, he had said that the visions in the temple were Yoda's doing. Yoda did that, right? Okay, that's what I so, said. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, did I tell you that already? Yeah, I Yeah, think so. yeah. So, I just think, you know, people are listening, and um, I'm trying not to give too much away here with the episode, but there were there are visions in this episode, and those are kind of, um, you know, something that, that Yoda did. So, I think that's important to know when we think about what um, Kanan's vision was. Yeah. So, that it wasn't just something that Kanan was making up. That it actually is true. Anyway, ah, enough about that. So, what else is going on? Star Warsy things. Oh, the Star Wars Madness Creatures Tournament that Danny on Twitter is doing. Uh, his uh, cerulean snidget on Twitter. Uh, he uh, he got together this really cool Star Wars Creatures Madness thing, and you guys both filled out the bracket. Who won? We don't know yet. Although the uh, the winners so far. Have all been the ones that I've picked. Yes. So I'm 100% so far. But we had a lot of fun filling out those brackets. And uh, I think that's the first time you guys have ever filled out a bracket. No, we've done it before <laughs> one more one time. Oh, no, that was a different voting thing. Yeah, I think we voted on, like, the This Is Madness, the yeah. Star Wars yeah. on StarWars.com. And actually, that's going on now also. Well, I'm um, going to do that. You want to do that? Yeah, yeah. We, can, we can take a look at that after the show. But... Uh, yeah, it's it's a fun thing to do. The Creatures Tournament, unfortunately, if you didn't get in on it, you can't do it. Uh, because it's, the vote is, voting has already started um, on Twitter. Just the Twitter polls is how they're deciding who wins, which is kind of fun. So, yeah, good times. And uh, finally, I, I put my 1977 Star Wars trading cards in sleeves instead of having them on a pile on top of my dresser. So, something I've been meaning to do for quite a while now, and I did it. So, <laughs> that's a big deal. 1977. N 1977. From the year 1977. Okay, I thought you meant like... Trading cards from the year 1977. I thought you meant like 1977. Tr when, like oh, 1, like that many trading cards? Yeah. Oh, no. 1,970. No. no, there weren't that many. I was talking about the year that they were made. Two years before I was born. Okay. Yep. So, 
that's kind of fun to have those put away and safe finally. And actually they're in really good condition considering I don't think they've ever been in sleeves. So, well, let's head on over to listener feedback. We got a really, really fun voicemail just yesterday from someone named Asher, and I'm just going to play it right now. Hello, children of the force. I love your podcast. It, it is the podcast out of all, it is my favorite podcast out of all the podcasts I listen to. I listen to a lot. It's the best podcast ever. I give it double thumbs up and five star. On a scale of one to ten, I give your podcast a 283. Bye! And may the force be with you. Uh, oh, what do you guys think about that? That was kind of awesome. nice. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of nice. Come on. Okay, I guess he said one to ten, and he did like <laughs> two, three, <laughs> <and> seven, <laughs> which is really nice. <laughs> you really, really like nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it's better than ten. It's better than the best. Oh yes. It ever get. Yeah, yeah. That's. Our heads are getting really big over here now. So anyway, we really appreciate it, Asher. Thank you so much for uh, for leaving us that voicemail. Feel free to call back anytime and let us know how awesome we are. <laughs> or uh, or you could ask a question for the question and answer council, or tell us a joke or a whatever. Joke. Yeah. Or a joke. Yeah, we love getting voicemails and we love playing voicemails on the show. Um, Asher left us that voicemail on Speakpipe. So I know I've mentioned this before, but uh, anyone who wants to, you can just go to speakpipe.org slash children of the force. And there we are. Leave us a message. Good fun. We'll play on the show. From the comfort of your computer. That's right. And, uh, and we, we really love getting them and playing them on the show. Yes, we do. Uh, Chris from Star Wars Kids Cast sent us a really great email and it was a while ago, but we haven't really recorded like a proper episode because we did the reaction core and then we took a week off. But he sent us this great email. I wanted to read it out. He said, hey, Al and children of the force, I've been meaning to write to you for weeks. First of all, congratulations on your one year anniversary. Happy birthday, children of the force podcast. And then he uh, he does a little happy birthday uh, song here. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. You talk about Star Wars and you make me laugh, too. That's so, so nice. Yes. Thank you, Chris. He sa- he also says, as a loyal listener to every Children of the Force episode, 29 already, I've really enjoyed the reviews, the jokes, the question and answer council. As I mentioned, when we talked, I loved your personalized theme songs too, especially the canon news song. Stump the Lump is my favorite, and I want to play if I come on again. So, definitely, you guys could try to stump Chris if he comes on again. That might that might be hard, that but I think we hard. can try to. Yeah, you you could try. You're you're pretty good at stumping. Uh, the and he stump you a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He has some questions for the question and answer council, and we'll discuss those in the Q and A council. And he also has some episode seven jokes that we're not going to get to this week because Liam has a joke for this week. So, anyway, he says keep up the awesome show and tell that to Candy Cub. <laughs> oh wow! So, Chris also, Chris also on Twitter, he made a really funny uh, advertisement for oh, the uh, the Zeb Callis so <laughs> the Zeb Callis action show we were joking about in our last episode, our Reaction Core episode about how it'd be funny if they had like a spinoff show, 
And, uh, you know, I think I was calling it the imp and the Lassat or something. So he, um, he made this really funny image and I have it right here for you kids to look at. And I'll put this up on our website too, for the show guide at children of the forest.com. Uh, and so it's a photo of Callison and Zeb and it says an all new action comedy from the creators of star Wars rebels, Zeb Callus uniting the galaxy. If they can just stand each other side by side burns things get hairy this fall on disney xd <laughs> oh that's hilarious that's side, like by side, side by side burns side by side burns and so like just side by side because he's got the awesome sideburns callus does you know yeah <laughs> oh that's so funny so thank you chris for making that that is the greatest uh, i laughed so hard when i saw that all right, well, let's head on over to the news. All right, so we kind of have a grab bag of news here, so let's get started. J.J. Abrams had told the press at a U.S.-Ireland Alliance Oscar Wilde Awards, which uh, I'm not exactly sure what those are, to tell you the truth, but anyway, uh, someone had asked if the inclusive nature of Star Wars means that we're going to see... a GLBT, gay, lesbian, bisexual, or transgender person on screen in Star Wars at some point. And, uh, and JJ's response was, when I talk about inclusivity, being inclusive, including all sorts of people, right? It's not about excluding gay characters. It's about inclusivity. So of course, to me, the fun of Star Wars is exploring the possibilities. So it seems insanely narrow-minded to say that there wouldn't be a homosexual character in that world. So, good on J.J. Abrams. Pretty darn cool. J.J. Abrams is awesome. <laughs> so, it's only a matter of time, and hopefully not that much time. And and we want... Like, the reason we're talking about this is because we want there to be all types of people in Star Wars. Because we know there's all types of people who love Star Wars, right? That's why I'm bringing this up. That's why we're talking about it. Because as fans, we need to make our voices heard that we want everyone included in Star Wars. And there's no better way to make someone feel included than to give that person someone on the screen who they can directly relate to, right? You feel like you're included if you can identify with someone when you're watching it, right? You can say, this story's about me. You know, this story could be about me. You know, that's a great feeling to have. We want everyone to be able to have that feeling. So there's, so there's millions of kids growing up in small towns or on farms who yearn for something bigger, some more action. Luke spoke to them, right? When they saw Luke, they said, that's me. When I saw Luke, I said, ha, huh, I know how that feels. Being in this small town and wanting to get out and ex- explore the world and have adventures. I understand that. But, you know, there's also kids in the city who are transgender and interested in community organizing. So which Star Wars character is going to speak to them? Right? Mm-hmm. Now I want everyone in Star Wars fandom to feel heard and respected and reflected on the screen. Reflected and respected. Right. So I speak up. And we speak up as a podcast because we want to see that. And we give J.J. Abrams a virtual high five. for uh, High five! Yep. For, for being, you know, very, very clear about what... He expects to see in Yo, Star Wars going high forward. Five. Yeah. High five. Force high five. Force no. high five. High five. Oh, high five. 
All right. It was also announced recently that the next comic miniseries that Marvel's doing after the Obi-Wan and Anakin comic, which I forgot to mention, we've been reading, catching up on comics, and we read the first two issues of that Obi-Wan and Anakin comic. Verdict? What do you think? It wasn't the best, but I'd rate it about, from five to ten, I'd rate it about a seven and yeah. a half. Yeah, seven and a half? How about you, Liam? What do you think five of Five from one to ten. Yeah. Hmm. Nine. Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm about eight right now. Uh, but one thing I really loved was that it showed that Anakin had planned to leave the Jedi Order when he was a Padawan before the Clone Wars even started, which is pretty cool. Something we did not know. So now. You know, it kind of builds that story of Anakin kind of distrusting or feeling uncomfortable with, with how the Jedi do things. Um, so it was really cool. Uh, so far, I'm liking it. Anyway, so after that one's done, we're going to have a Han Solo miniseries. Five-issue miniseries written by Marjorie Liu. Are you clapping with your fists? No, I'm supposed to be clapping, but yeah. Daddy, you said that. I know, clapping. it does, you're right. So you're going to clap with your fists, that's good. Yeah, that might even be too loud, I'm not sure. But uh, <laughs> but this comic will also have Chewie, which also brings up something that I forgot to mention, was uh, revealed by Disney CEO Bob Iger, and it was confir- he confirmed that Chewbacca will be in the Han Solo standalone movie. Yay! Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not sure if there was ever any doubt, but it was about a young Han Solo, so we didn't know. Had he met Chewie yet? Maybe not. Maybe he meets him during the movie. We don't know. Maybe the movie is about when they meet. I don't know. But uh, but I'm happy to have None confirmation. Do. None of us do. Yes, Liam? You realize you didn't remember all, Remember also to um, uh, say we read the Chewie comic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We also finished the Chewy comic. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you guys think of that? I think it was cool at the end. Was that was that Lumpy at the end? There may have been Lumpy at the end. I mean, there was a little Wookiee who gave Chewie a hug. It's possible. That could because Lumpy. remember, we we know. But he was so cute. <laughs> and and we know, don't we, that that Chewie has a wife named Mala. I mean, that was in the canon book. The Princess, the Scoundrel, and the Farm Boy. That book is supposed to be canon. And Chewie talks about... I mean, Han talks about Chewie's wife, Mala. So, maybe they have a son, too. Lumpy! Lumpy! Is Lumpy canon? Maybe. Lumpy's... He, Lumpy is on the... He's on, like, the, the, the brink. Canon. On the brink of canon. On the brink of canon. You don't know if he's canon. <laughs> on the brink of canon. The Lumpy story. Uh, nothing. Okay, so, so anyway, wow, we're tangents upon tangents, but it sounds like this comic is going to be about a race that Han enters, Uh, but he doesn't do it just for himself, he does it for a mission for Leia, and uh, it sounds like he's probably going to have to choose between winning the race or doing the right thing by Leia and the Rebellion. I think it could go either way. But I'm really looking forward to the comic. What's the right thing? Well, the right thing, I suppose, would be to to help out the rebellion, right? 
But, you know, if on, if on could win a race, he probably would, right? He'd really like to win. So, I'm just going to show you a panel from this comic. Looks pretty cool. Cool. I don't know if that's Bosk or not, but we that got Han like talking Bosk. with the Trandoshan. And, uh, looks like he's sitting in a bar. Pretty cool. There's a guy. Kind that of looks like Embo. Guy wearing an Embo hat. Now, you know, that's just a style of hat that people wear in Star Wars, I think, because... That, well, that suit, too. Is that kind the of like Zuvio kind of wears that. And, is that the Trandoshan? That looks... Oh, that looks like that is the Trandoshan there in that top panel, and then we see him down here, too. Anyway, who knows? What if they're actually saying the words, but they, they don't show them? They are saying words. Yeah. Whenever they show these preview panels, they don't put the word bubbles in there because they just haven't done them yet. Also, they don't want to give away the story, so... Yep, so there will probably be like a word bubbler by that Trandoshan's mouth in the finished comic. What could he be saying? Or hissing, I guess. I don't know. Stinker. I wanted to get an S in there somewhere, so I just said stinker. Trandoshan who calls Han a stinker. All right. <laughs> Maybe scum? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Scruffy looking nerf herder? <laughs> Scruffy looking nerf herder. Hey, that's pretty good trend ocean. All right. <laughs> so, uh, also, J.J. Abrams spoke out about the worst part of The Force Awakens. He spoke out about this. He talked about the thing that people could not believe happened, which is when Leia hugs Ray instead of Chewie. Right, that's the thing he you thought I was. That's the thing you thought I was talking about. <laughs> no, people have made a big deal out of this, and I think it's really not that big of a deal. But enough people have made a big deal out of this that J.J. Abrams responded to it, and he said that was probably one of the mistakes I made. So this is after they come back from Starkiller Base. Chewie's with Finn, and he Leia just walks right past him, and she goes and hugs Ray. And people are mad that Leia didn't hug Chewie, because obviously Chewie's sad. Also, in fact, he should be probably more sad than Rey. So, did JJ, it really seem that way? It didn't seem that way, and I didn't even, I didn't think about it. It didn't seem like it was a big deal, but people caught it, and they kind of latched onto it. So, JJ says, that was probably one of the mistakes I made in that. My thinking at the time was that Chewbacca, despite the pain he was feeling, was focused on trying to save Finn and getting him taken care of. So I tried to have Chewbacca go off with him and focus, and then focus, uh, he would focus, J.J. Abrams would focus on Rey, and then have Rey find Leia and Leia find Rey. The idea being that both of them being strong with the Force and never having met would know about each other. That Leia would have been told about her beyond what we saw on screen, and Rey, of course, would have learned about Leia, and that reunion would be a meeting and a reunion, all in one, and a sort of commiseration of their mutual loss, so they could be sad together. Had Chewbacca not been where he was, you probably wouldn't have thought of it. But because he was right there, passed by Leia, it felt almost like a slight, which was definitely not the intention. So it was just just the way the movie was made, and, you know, nothing intentional behind it, is what he said. So good to know. Uh, one thing that we have not mentioned on this show is the Freemaker Adventures. Have we mentioned that? Nope. Do you guys even know what the Freemaker Adventures are? Nope. Have we watched this? The Lego Star Wars Freemaker Adventures? Nope. Have we watched this video or anything? 
No. Wow. That just totally slipped by us. That's funny. I'll tell you about it later. Finally, late last night, really late at night, I got a text from my friend Damon. And it was a photo of him playing shuffleboard at a bar at South by Southwest. What? Yeah. So South by Southwest is down in Austin, Texas. It's like a big music festival. Okay. Uh-huh. And he sent me here. I'm going to get my phone. Uh, he sent me this photo, okay? And he said, he he sent me this photo and he said, zoom in and look at the guy on the left and tell me who that is, he said. And I couldn't quite tell who it was, to tell you the truth. But once he told me who it was, I was like, oh, yeah. That's J.J. Abrams. That's what I thought. (laughs) So Damon, now Damon is the the dad to Ella, Greta, and Nils, and uh, astute, that's right, astute listeners of this podcast will remember them from episode uh, 13, I believe. Um, Yeah, he was was playing shuffleboard next to J.J. Abrams for 25 minutes at a bar in South by Southwest. That's awesome. I asked him if he saw you. Yeah. Let's text J.J. Abrams and tell him that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have J.J. Abrams' telephone number. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah, I asked him whether or not he gave him a hug, and he said that he was trying to play it cool. So, J.J. Abrams is at South by Southwest, which actually leads into the next news story, too. He was talking, he actually introduced a documentary called Secrets of the Force Awakens, which is going to be on the Blu-ray that we're getting in 20 days, something like that, 21 days. Woohoo! Yeah. Um, so I know it's coming up so fast. No, I need not coming up. So oh, because you want to see. I know. Days. I, I want to see it in like two days. I know. I've been waiting Take for out it to. That second number. Been waiting for it to come out in the cheap seats, so you go see it a bunch of times, and it's still not there. So we'll see. I don't know. The next time we see it, it might be on our own TV, which is kind of cool and also kind of sad. Sad. Yeah. Sad. So, anyway, this documentary, the Inter- Entertainment Weekly, uh, put up a story about ten things that the documentary revealed, and they actually just gave a little sneak peek of this documentary. They didn't show the whole thing at South by Southwest, uh, and I'm just going to say one of them because I think it's interesting uh, and something I don't think we've talked about on this podcast yet. Uh, but I believe if you read the book or possibly the script. Or maybe one of the other books. Anyway, this was revealed somewhere. I can't remember where. Um, But here it is at the behind the scenes also. So the article says, In explaining the character of Kylo Ren, Abrams draws a strong connection from his turn to the dark side and his parents' fractured relationship. So he's saying something about Han and Leia's, you know, uh, breaking up or not staying together, right? Had, Had kind of a connection to Kylo Ren's turn to the dark side. Uh, making matters worse was Supreme Leader Snoke, who knew the child of Han Solo and Princess Leia would be powerful and targeted Ben from an early age, corrupting him and then recruiting him to the First Order. So, like, Snoke had been watching. He knew, and he specifically was targeting Ben, trying to corrupt him, trying to turn him to the dark side, basically. Even when, he was, a, even when he was a child, right? So that almost kind of gets into the whole idea that, you know, this might not be Kylo Ren's fault, the way he is, right? If he had this super powerful person trying to corrupt him from an early age, then can we really blame Kylo Ren? 
You know, I don't know. It's hard. Like what, where does personal responsibility stop and like brainwashing begin? Right. Like we don't, you know what I mean? How could you blame someone if they've been it's not told Kylo that? Ren's fault he turned. <sighs> but you know, I you wish. always have a choice. I wish. You always have a choice, right? Unless you don't realize you have a choice. <laughs> That's the kind of the tricky thing, right? Kylo Ren didn't realize he had a choice. Maybe not. Although I think he does now. We see him struggling. We see him, you know, struggling against the pull to the light. So I don't know. Anyway, um, I'll link to this article on Entertainment Weekly, which gives the other nine things that they learned from the sneak peek of the documentary. Some of the th- stuff you probably already know, some of the stuff I already knew from other other sources, but it's still fun to read. So let's head on over to Canon News. The Canon News song, yeah, the Canon News song, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about Lor Santeca. So Lor Santeca we see right at the beginning of the movie. And I remember seeing him thinking, who the heck is that? Who is that guy? Same with me. And then he died. And then I was thinking, who is that guy? <laughs> What's his deal? He seems so important, you know? Uh, how does he know Leia? How does he know Kylo Ren? What's his history, you know? Same so, with me. The Force Awakens... Force Awakens? The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens visual guide says, though Santeca is not Force-sensitive, he has witnessed its power firsthand. Which makes me want to know when that was. When has he witnessed the Force? Did he see Jedi fight? This this book also tells us that he knew of the Jedi, and he had seen the Jedi in action before the fall of the, you know, of the Republic. Before the Clone Wars, I think it even says. So, he's got some sort of connection to the Jedi. Uh, during the dark times of Emperor Palpatine's rule... Santeca was a follower of the Church of the Force. This underground faith was made up of loosely affiliated worshippers of the Jedi ideals, who steadfastly believed that one day their light would return to the galaxy. So when it says underground, do you guys know what that means? It doesn't mean that they're actually under the no. ground. It means they're like secret. Like hiding? Yeah, basically. Hide. Yep, yep. Um, you know, they're, they're operating under the the eye of the government, right? They're underground. So the force as religion. What do you guys think about that? The religion, the church of the force. Well, it's not really a religion. I don't really think it's a religion. Yeah. I feel like, like Jedi might be a religion, right? Yeah. And I suppose, I don't think the force is a religion though. Mm. I don't, I don't feel like it's a religion. What do you think about that, Liam? The Force as as religion, the Church yeah, of the Force. I think that could be. You think it could be? Force as religion. Yeah. Religion? Religion. <laughs> religion. Well, and, and it's not the first time we've heard of the Force referred to as a religion, because Han says in Episode 4, the very first Star Wars movie, hokey religions and ancient weapons. Yeah, right? and also Rey thinks it's a religion, too. And yeah. also, um, um, in her... In the survival guide? Yeah, in the survival yeah, guide. Yeah. Zeb's people. Zeb's people, right. The the whole Ashla. idea of Ashla. Yep. Ashla. Yep. It's a very religious way of, of kind of... They have a religious way of, of communicating with the Force, right? But Han's quote makes me wonder, would Han feel that there's a such thing as a non-Hokey religion? Is there... Are there religions in Star Wars that Han thinks aren't Hokey? You know? I don't know. I'm not aware of, hokey? like... Yeah, hokey means kind of like 
Silly. Crazy. Silly. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. It also says that during the time of the Empire, any displays of organized worship or belief in the supernatural were against imperial law. That's not... Because people can't help their religion. They just, they just believe in something. Right. Well, if they believed in something and they were living in the Empire, they could not show it in any way. It was yeah. against the law. So, and, and why, why would a government do that? Why would a government, you know, try to, try to stop people from worshiping? Because the Empire's mean. <laughs> because they're mean, yes. Yes. But, but who is the ultimate power in the Empire? The Emperor. The Emperor, that's right. The Emperor is the ultimate power. So if people are worshiping an ultimate power who's not the Empire, you know, if they have some other kind of god, well, that can't be. The Emperor's God. The Emperor is your only ruler. The only ruler that you need, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. But he's not. He's the, he's the ruler you most don't need. Yeah. Right. Well, he's not the ruler you want, but maybe he's the ruler you need. But I guess what? Star Wars... <laughs> I'm just that does not make any... I guess Star Wars... <laughs> uh, I guess Star Wars isn't really Star Wars if there's no Empire. Mm. Or s- some source of bad guys. That's true. That's true. It'd be pretty boring if there were no bad guys. Yep. Yeah. All right, well, let's go have a joke. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. All right, Liam has the joke today. Liam has a joke for us. It's been written down on a sheet of paper at my bedside for three weeks now. And uh, I have not looked at it. I do not know the joke. And uh, Liam is reacquainting himself with the joke. Reading it over again, making sure he's, he's got it okay. down. Okay, you what, ready? This you might know, but okay. what do you call Boba Fett if he really thinks babies are cute and he really thinks feet are useful? What do you call Boba Fett if he really thinks babies are cute and he really thinks feet are useful? I think I know. I don't know. No. I don't. I'm not sure. I don't know. What do you call? What do you call Boba Fett if he thinks those things? Baby feet. <laughs> baby feet. That's what I thought. Baby. Oh, baby feet. Baby feet. Baby feet. Baby feet. The most feared, most adorable bounty hunter in the galaxy. <laughs> this little bounty hunter went to market. <laughs> this little bounty <laughs> this hunter little stayed home. This little bounty hunter had, had nerf steak. Nerf steak? <laughs> yeah. Had yes. nerf steak and ran all the way home. <laughs> this little bounty hunter had none. That's Dengar. He didn't have any. And this little bounty hunter, IG88, went wee 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 on the wheel. <laughs> no, the, bu- the one that went wee 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 all the way home should be um baby feet. Yeah, should be baby feet. <laughs> okay. Wee 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 wee. Oh my goodness! Wow, um, heights of ridiculous. Someone try to make up a. Really you know what? We have some. So we have some. We're good. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, but you know what? First, we're going to do a review. 
let's head on over to our review section. Star Wars comic is really good at like the paintings. Well, they aren't too really realistic, but they're still really good. I really, I really like them. Yeah. These are good for me to like look at them and then beside draw the thing. Oh yeah. On the page mm-hmm. because they're like my style of drawing. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, and um. And I like how R two D twos. How R2-D2 talks. How does he talk in this comic book? Like, it's different different colored circles. Yeah, instead of like the boop-dee-boop. Yeah. It's just different colored circles. Because in your mind, you're you're hearing his beeps anyway, right? Yeah. And if he's really scared or something, what color are the circles usually? I don't know. Dark, I think. Probably darker red, maybe, for danger, right? Maybe, I don't know. So what 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 can you say about the the words in this book? What are do they mean? well? Are they different from the movie? No, uh, yeah. Are they? Not not much, but some. No. Some are just some. a few, a little bit different. They, yeah, they skip too. Oh, they skip some scenes because it would just get too long otherwise, oh, right? Okay. Yeah, and also there's the pro droid which has like different. They're of uh, different colored, uh, well, not colored actually. They're all black, and they're different shapes. Oh yeah. Because how do you how do you spell bang 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 bang? Right. I don't know. <laughs> and the Darth Vader speech bubbles are all are black. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Whenever Why? Vader's speaking. Why? Oh, I, I just know. think that's cool. I don't think. Yeah, but yeah. I think why. Why? Oh, just because his voice is so dark and you know low. So this is uh, so this is the the Star Wars. We didn't really introduce the book, so we probably do that now. This is Star Wars: The Original Trilogy, graphic novel, uh, put out by Disney Press, and so it's just a retelling of of all three original trilogy movies, and it's a straight retelling. Like they skip a few scenes here and there. But the words, as far as I can tell, are almost exactly like they are from the movie. Which I think is great because with someone like you, Liam, with for your reading level, you can hear, you know, the, the people saying those words in your head as you're reading them. So it's probably a little easier for you to kind of get the right word for some of those harder words because you know what they sound like already because you've seen the movie enough, you know? So I really like that. Um, and the art is really... It's really different. It's really unique. It's not anything like any other Star Wars comic I've seen. Um, and I think some people might say it's kind of kiddie. But, I mean, this it's its just the Star Wars movies. It's not its not uh, making things, uh, you know... Well, <laughs> for example, we're on the page right now where the Emperor is shocking Luke. And we see Vader pick the Emperor up and we can see his skeleton. He's getting shocked. I mean, they're not really... Um, you know, editing things to make them seem less scary. Yeah. So, so I think adults and kids might really like this. What do you think? Do you think adults would like this one too? I think Anna would like it. Yeah, Anna might like yeah, it. I, I think, think that kids would probably like it more than adults, even yeah. though I haven't read it. 
All right. Well, cool. Well, thanks for the review, Liam. I really appreciate it. You're still looking through it. You trying to find something specific? Um. Yeah. You trying to find the pro droid? It's coming up. Oh, it's right there. Oh. There and and there. Oh yeah, yeah. I see that. It's just all black yeah. because it's the Empire, and then just different shapes. Just like. Yep. That's cool. Circles and squares and, and triangles. Triangles. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, uh, let's head on over to the question and answer council. The question and answer council, where we ask questions and answer them. It's the question and answer council. The question and answer council. Okay, we have two questions for the question and answer council from Chris from Star Wars Kids Cast. His first question is, what is your favorite kind of Star Wars alien? I don't think we've asked that one yet. That's it's a good one. Thanks, Chris. Anna. Ewok. Ewok. Mm. I love Ewok. Ewok. Ewok, <laughs> Ewok, Ewok. Liam? Ewok. Wow. Two Ewoks. Um, I'm going to go for a Thorian. I, I just have always really liked the way their heads go up and, and it's just like, it's such a unique look for an alien. Um, that I just, um, yeah, really like them. It does look pretty cool. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, just design wise, a Thorians love them. Chris says his is Wookiee by a long shot. That's kind of like a tall Ewok, right? Yeah. But... Oh, I just made a lot of people angry. A lot of Wookiee fans angry by saying a Wookiee. A Wookiee's just a tall Ewok. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because because yeah. a lot of people like, who like Wookiees like aren't that. huge Ewok fans. You I know. Like Ewoks. That's okay though. I think Chris is an Ewok fan too. He's an equal opportunity Star Wars fan. He loves all the all all the yeah. aliens. I think. Uh, but he said he also loves Gamorreans. And really, who doesn't? They make the best food. I guess they do. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> they make eyeball soup. Yum. Yum. Mm. And that's Jelly Academy. That's not canon. <laughs> no, Jelly Academy, Academy, Academy is canon. Jelly Academy is no, not canon. Not. Yes, it is. No, it is not. Anyway, anyway, his next question is: No who... offense for um. No. Jelly Academy. No. Yes. Jeffrey no. Brown. No offense, Jeffrey Brown. All right. His next question is: Who is your favorite kid? In a Star Wars movie or show. And he has some options. But you don't have to pick one of these, but he has options. Young Anakin from Episode 1. Ezra from Rebels. Young Boba Fett from Episode 2 and The Clone Wars. Uh, The Jedi Younglings from The Clone Wars. I suppose you could pick one of those or just pick them as a group. Uh, Sindel from the Ewok movies. And now is when we say that we've never watched the Ewok movies. Nope, never. There are two Ewok movies that were released on television when I was a kid, and we have never watched them. I do not own them. I know that we can watch them online. I have seen them for sale in pawn shops, and I have not bought them. I've watched a little bit online, and I found it difficult to watch. I don't want to offend anybody, because I know some people really love those movies. Um... Maybe one day, yeah, maybe one day we'll just try watching them. Because, you know, we should probably see them. Mine is Jedi Youngling Liam. Jedi Youngling Liam? No, literally, there's a Youngling (laughs) named Liam. Oh, I know. 
He's the one who has to close the shades. What? Wait. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yoda asks Liam to close the shades. Liam! Yeah, who do you think you're named after? That, that kid and Liam Neeson. I'm <laughs> just joking. <laughs> he named after my dad, actually. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. There is, a, is that actually your answer? Yeah. Jedi only Liam? Nice. How about you, Anna? Um, well, I like Ray from The Vision. And then also... Oh, nice. Ray from The Vision yeah. and Ezra. And Ezra. Nice. Vision, Ray, and Ezra. I wonder if we'll ever see young Ray in, like, a TV show. If they'll ever have, like, a... Yeah, because that Ray was so cute. Yeah. She was, like, five years old. Oh, yeah, but she was so sad. I know. Mommy, Daddy. <laughs> That's not how she sounded. She never even said <laughs> that. Get back here, child. <laughs> what? So mean. <laughs> anyway. Come on. Um, you know... I wonder whether or not Ahsoka could be considered a kid in the first couple seasons if, of if the Clone is, Wars. If <laughs> because if she is, then yeah, I'd have to go with Ahsoka. You could consider the vision with little kid Ahsoka with Plow Coon. Oh, there you go. But you could also, because <laughs> I guess... Ezra is probably Ahsoka's age, so I think oh. you could go with Ahsoka. Yeah, that's probably true. That's true. Okay, I'm going with Ahsoka. Little Ahsoka, as Plo Koon calls her. Or Snips, I guess, if you want to go the Anakin Snips. route, which I don't think I want to. I don't want to go the Anakin <laughs> route, because then I would turn to the dark side, right. and then I would go back to the light side and then die. Mm. So, yeah, I'm not going the Anakin route. All right, well, do you know what time it is? No? No, it's not time to turn to the dark side and then turn back to the light side and then die it's time for stump the lump okay so there are ranks in the resistance mm-hmm you can t- please tell me them um, but they don't have to be in order. If they're in order, you get a bonus point. But if they're not, then you you still are not. You still aren't the lump. Except oh, okay. you just don't get a bonus point. Oh. And Liam, how many are there? Six. Okay, six of them. Um, uh, wow, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's like any military. So I'm just gonna kind of guess. I think obviously general is the top. That's general Leia Organa. Um, general, let's see, then it would be, uh, admiral? Well, I'm going to go general, admiral, commander, private, that's only four, colonel, but that's not in order. General, so I'm going to redo my order. General, colonel, admiral. Commander, Private, Ensign. Done. Yeah. General, Admiral. I don't know how this is. General, Admiral. Or... It can be either one. Oh. So, Daddy. Oh, really? It can be a General oh. or Admiral. Okay. Colonel. Colonel. That's Colonel. Yep. I know. Okay. I got confused by that. Commander. 
Major. Major. Private. And then Captain Lieutenant.
Thank you for listening to episode 30 of Children of the Force. 30. If you would like out, yes, 30, yay, 30. confetti. Oh, there's confetti calling falling from the ceiling. Confetti. Look at the confetti. What flowers you shouldn't have. What? Thank you for bringing me flowers. Huh? Oh, a medal. I get one. Oh, looks like you get one too, Anna. You got a medal. Uh, oh, sorry. There's no medal for Liam. You're supposed to. Roar. Oh, you're just chewing. You're supposed to roar like a Wookie. But what? The Wookie. <laughs> but the Wookie gets. But the Wookie did get a medal. We learned that in the Chewbacca comic. Chewie got a medal. So people stop saying Chewie didn't get a medal. I got to stop saying that. Chewie got a medal. And then he gave it to Zaro. So, yes. Episode 30. Yes. Yay! If you'd like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter. At Force Children. On Facebook, we are... Children of the Four. Our email address is... Forcechildren at gmail.com. Our website is www.childrenofforce.com. Ooh, nice. While you're on our website, click on the link on the left hand side of the page that says Send Children of the Force a voicemail, <laughs> and that'll take you to a SpeakPipe page where you can leave us a voicemail from the comfort of your computer. It's easy, as Chancellor Palpatine would say. Do it! Yes. And finally, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere else you listen to us. Doing so will make it easier for more people to find us and make the review good. Or Kylo Ren and FN2199 will call you a... Traitor! For Children of the Force. That was dark. For Children of the Force, I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Liam. And... May the Force be with you!